0: You're listening to a rock candy podcast. Hey guys, my name is Matt Langston. I am a music producer, a mix engineer, and an avid unicorn enthusiast. And I
1: would like to invite you over to my podcast, Eleven D Life. On Eleven D Life, we get to talk to your favorite artists, producers, and creators about what makes them tick. We take deep dives into where they get their juiciest inspirations from and how they keep from being cynical about all of it. We even get to pull back the curtain on my band, Eleven D7, and share some fun insider tips and tricks for our fellow bandmates and creators out there. So be sure to check out Eleventy Life right here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network and wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey everybody, it's Reese Roper, one of the hosts here at the Pickle & Boot Shop. I'd just like to uh, give you a fair warning that in this episode, I do... Speak ill of golfers. And um, I forgot to use the soundboard this time. Also, there's hardly any swearing. And I apologize for that. Sometimes it sounds like I'm using the name of Jesus Christ irreverently. And I just wanted to point out that I'm not. I'm just saying the word jeez, which may be irreverent. But I would argue that calling Jesus... Jeez is irreverent, because his name is Yeshua. Just wanted to point that out to you. Also, I messed up what our Twitter account is. Again, it's capital P, capital B, Oot Shop. At P-B-Oot Shop. I'm sorry. I'll get it right one of these days. All right, the Pickle and Boot Shop. I hope you hate it. Show
0: Everybody, we're back. It is Joe and Reese's pickle and boot shop, the diabolical brainwashing machine. We just decided today, hours ago, that we are no longer going to say podcast. We're not going to. We're not going to join that group because everybody has a podcast. But everybody, Reese, Reese how many people have diabolical brainwashing machines?
1: Uh, I did a Google search, and there's only
0: seven. <laughs> so, so we are. We are one of seven, as opposed to one of millions of people. Everybody, yeah. even the the old lady uh, next door who makes the brownies for the kids in the neighborhood. Even she has a podcast about making brownies for kids in the she neighborhood. She doesn't have a so,
1: diabolical brainwashing machine, though. So no,
0: but we do. We do. We're way ahead so of we that can, curve. We can get to people. We can get down into their souls, into their uh, medulla oblongata's,
1: into that area, into yeah.
0: that area of the brain. Where Is it a brain? Yeah. Kind of. It is in your and, brain. Yeah. So anyway, you guys, this is Reese and Joe's Pickle and Boot Shop, and we we tried... Ooh, I heard something crack open. What crack... What, what are you having? Oh, yeah. What are <laughs> same, you... Have? Same old stuff. Oh, you're uh, going with the... done Q. That not dark and stormy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I am think a, it's called
1: a white and horny. I am. <laughs> pale, pale and horny.
0: This that is... I am drinking. I'm gonna finish up here. Let me swig this down. I just swig down the rest of my Michelob Ultra, and I'm chasing it down with a little bit of Jameson. So we're not we're not. What did you just up? Uh, yeah. quali- I quality. Jameson is It was quality. the
1: it was the tape. I didn't mean it to be that loud. Is the tape that I, yeah, I hear wrapped around this microphone? It had a backing.
0: Is that tape I, or is that foil? It looks like you have foil wrapped around. It's
1: it's that tape you get for air conditioning ducts. That was all I could find.
0: Duct tape? Duct tape, yes. Duct tape. I like your marble pint glass. People can't see it because they can't see this video, but you're drinking out of a marble pint glass. I'm a big marble fan, big comic fan. Yeah. During COVID uh, and for the last couple months, there was like a day where I was just bombarding you with comic talk.
1: And I know, like it was, it was sending wonderful. you
0: pictures of my comics and stuff. You guys, mm-hmm. if you don't know, why would you? Because you just started listening to the Pickle and Boot Shop. But we uh, – I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd. So I buy and sell comics and collect comics and uh, have a nice little collection. And I've always known throughout our friendship with Reese that you enjoy comics as well. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I was like even... a dramatic pause. People uh, are like, Does he? Does he?
1: Uh, yes yes everyone i too enjoy the comic the comical drawings
0: so uh five iron was in a comic book yeah that's how that insane. how did that come about how did that come about tell everybody how this whole thing was and what it was that i'm talking about
1: so we found out because some friend of ours subscribed to this to x-men and it wasn't uh Like, it wasn't the major run of X-Men. It was like an offshoot. It had to be It was the Y-Men. The Y-Men. It was the Y-Men. It was XXY. um, (laughs) Men. It's called Klinefelter Syndrome Men. And they had that. (laughs) Some fan of ours, some friend, was like, hey, man, you guys are in the X-Men. So we ran out and bought it. And the kid that was drawing it was a fan. That's nuts. Yeah. So a lot of the ways I guess you work your way up in comic books is, you know, unless you're Jim Lee or something, you get into it because there's a lot of really famous comic book guys that take on too much and they need ghost drawers. They need like ghost writers, but somebody to draw for them. So somebody tries to copy their style and they might finish like a sketch of the page and then just be like, I don't have enough time to do this. Finished next month, so they get people like this kid who I can't even remember his name. He might be a famous artist by now, he uh-huh. might do comics on the yeah, radio. Really, I don't know. His
0: name is Todd McFarlane, something Todd like that. That's something
1: Todd McFlarnan. Todd McFlarnan, mm. mm. there's his a, name.
0: There's a dude who recently got he's like getting bigger. His name uh, is John Summer Villa. he's an yeah. Australian artist. I love his stuff, I absolutely love it. Um, I will check it out. He's done, he kind of broke in, kind of doing, he did a Marvel Tales. uh, I'm sorry, a a Star Wars Tales. Uh Um, And then he's recently, he's done like some Avengers, like the Young Avengers or something like that. But yeah, John Somerville, he actually drew the logo for uh, my other podcast, the Average Jerks. So So you know this guy? I don't know him. How Uh, did you get that? So I, I love his art. I've collected all his stuff. Like I collected the very first published, uh, work of his in any comic book. Um, yeah. so I've, I've kind of collected this stuff. Cause I'm like, I think this guy's going to be something like big one day. I think he's, he's really good. And I think his stuff is going to start getting more attention. Yeah, And through that, during COVID, I followed him on Instagram and stuff like that. And he did a thing where he's like, hey, because COVID has everything shut down, I need money. So he was like, I'm commissioning, you know, I'm taking commissions for artwork. That
1: is so cool.
0: Yeah. So he had like different levels you could pay. And then like he said, pick a level, like, you know, the style or whatever, how big of a drawing you wanted. And then he said that, give him a, a caricature. Like uh, any, any superhero, any movie star, like any movie character, whatever, and he'll draw it. I'm a big Notre Dame fan. So I asked if he could do the Notre Dame Leprechaun. And he was like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. He's like, I never even thought about it. He's like, that'll be fantastic. So then he did it. and He's like, my inspiration was like Conor McGregor. And so if you've seen that like photo or if you've seen that, that picture from my, my other cast, it's it's cool. uh, Yeah. So he's like, yeah, it was like Conor McGregor with the, the Notre Dame leprechaun. So it ended up being really awesome. And so, yeah, but I think that guy's, that guy's red. I'm, I'm still totally jealous about the X-Men because then you guys had it on a shirt too. That was one of your guys' shirts that you sold was that panel.
1: Right. So we, you know, like we found it, I think later, Brad's super good at talking to people. He's not the most gregarious person. Leonor is. She'll talk to anybody. Like just talk yeah. and not stop.
0: She talks to me. So if she, if you talk to me, that means she'll talk to anybody. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cause Killed I'm like it?
0: the, I'm like the guy that like, even, even to prove my point, when your camera turned on, your daughter was sitting on your bed, wanted to show me her hamster, and as soon as I popped up on your screen, she was like, "Screw that!" <laughs> and she was gone.
1: She warmed up. They both she showed you the hamster. She was
0: gone. You had. To, I heard you like off camera, like, "Come on, come on, just bring him in here. Come on, he's not, he's not, he's on a screen. He can't do anything.
1: He he can't." Bite you
0: he, he can't hurt you anymore yeah <laughs> he can't hurt you anymore <laughs> oh my gosh they got into so, they they found your old CDs and they got into the insider CDs and were just traumatized you're like he can't hurt you anymore oh my gosh I don't think my kids know what a CD is I know what wasn't it and that's that sad? It's sad it's that, nuts. that you don't, like, you don't put, like, whole albums together anymore. You just drop, like, a song yeah. and six months later do another one.
1: But people buy vinyl. And, and to me, that's yeah. enough. Like, you make an album, and then if you're going to put out singles, do that. But...
0: Like, yeah, do do that
1: for everybody else, but make some, make some albums.
0: There's a Brazilian punk band called Onyx X. Mm They just, they contacted me a few months ago and I didn't have time to do it. And they contacted me again today and they're like, hey, we want you to do a song with us. And then we also, like, the the one guy in the band is like, I want to do one of your songs. Like, he wants me to, like, write and record a song. Yeah. And he wants to, like, mess with it and put it out. And I'm like, is it going to be on your album? And he's like, no, I'm just going to do, like... A one and done. And what? I'm like, oh, Lord. So now I'm just like every other mumble rapper out there. It's just, I'm just going to drop one song. But here's the, hey, I got the last laugh because I have no creative juices anymore. So I have to try and figure out a song to write. I have to find inspiration somewhere and write a song and record a song. Okay. So, this is
1: uh, this is like my unemployment wheelhouse right now is writing songs. It's all I do all day. So, I'd love to help you.
0: So give me a beat. Be my be my Dre and I'll be uh, a washed up Eminem. Yeah. I'll be a punk ska Eminem and you can be my Dre. Send me like some some song, some music, and then I'll put words to it. Okay. And send so it then. to him and then you see want, what he can do with is it. it. Do you want ska? I don't know. Well, I mean, I know if, if I did, if I was doing something, I would just be playing my guitar and so Uh it would just be like acoustic here. Here's a funny story. I started playing guitar after I had fallen in love with Scott. So when I learned to play, I learned to play the upbeat. I can't play normal.
1: Oh my gosh. Like
0: I can't, I can't do just like downstrokes and like play everything for me is the upstroke and that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good for when you like ska, but when you're like sitting around a campfire and some girl's like, can you play counting crows? And it comes across as like, uh, you know, real big fish. Uh, they don't tend to like that.
1: Man, that's, that's still better than me because I can only play things I make up. I can't play other people's songs. I'm not that good, and so I just think around. I'm like, that sounds good, and then I make a song.
0: I mean, that's that's me. I will. Uh, here's here's another thing. Being a thousand percent honest, I learned to play guitar at age like 14. I did not yeah. get any better. I, I from age 14 to like maybe 14 and three months. Yeah, that's what I was the rest of my life until COVID. Then when COVID hit, I started playing guitar more, and all of a sudden one day, like it hit me and like yeah. bar chords. I was like, yeah. oh, you mean – and I started playing stuff, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I got a lot better within, like, two months, but yeah. then that stopped. So
1: Keep keep practicing. I, like, just keep your guitar next to you for things you do, and then just be like – I do. All, this is all you got to do. Play some bar chords. I, I'm the same way. I couldn't play bar chords. I've got a guitar sitting right here, and every day I make myself play them and dip around because I'm trying to be in a ska band.
0: Yeah. I for wish me, I could, I be
1: could... In a ska band again.
0: I, I, I just don't have the time anymore. So well, that's what Kyle you... is for. Yeah, it is. It is when, what Kyle is for. Who's Kyle? Mm. Oh, Kyle Wassel. He's on the <laughs> Lamb, buddy. He's on the Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go by Kyle anymore. I think he, he probably goes by like Steve uh Dr- uh Dragnos is i think his Steve new name Dragnos. or something like that. He does not live in the United States anymore. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Wassel, aka Steve Dragnos. Wait, yeah, probably, so on a future uh, episode I've
1: I've put it as a topic that we need to talk about the 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 miracle that is Kyle. Okay.
0: Yeah, it'll be in there. Definitely stories will come up about Kyle and there's good stories too. There are some good stories in there, but he's, he's, uh, he's funny. Now last week we talked about starting a band. We kind of wanted to keep this thing going as far as nostalgia and go kind of take this podcast in like chunks and so over the course of you know making a short story long we could probably take our listeners you know through seven years like we can drag this out to you know we could drag this out to like 400 episodes of just talking about insiders and five iron which we last week we talked about we absolutely will we will milk that cash cow and And we have five
1: Five people that sponsor us on Patreon, and we haven't even released an episode yet. This is being yeah. recorded two days before the first episode hits.
0: Correct, yeah. So, you guys, this is the way we're doing it. Before I start my story, the first hour we're going to give you is free. So, that's going to be posted. You can always listen to an hour out of us free every week. If you want to be a Patreon a subscriber, you'll get an extra half hour to hour. Of more stuff that's kind of uh, more off the cuff, more uncensored, fun, you know, more deep dive stories, things of that nature. Um, and you can do that from anywhere from $5 a month to if you want to do more. There's different levels and you can get prizes and all sorts of stuff in return. So with that being said, we talked last time about starting the band, how you started the the how you started iron? yeah i think i touched briefly on how we how the insiders kind of got started but what i wanted to talk about this week for those out there that may be doing this is how you picked a name how you picked a logo and kind of how you started getting that that marketing out there how you started selling yourself and getting into clubs at, at an early you know at an early time with with iron. so name Man. let's let's go with name How'd you guys pick your name?
1: Before we started Five Iron, when we were in that metal industrial band.
0: um, Exhuminator.
1: Yes. We lived in, so Keith and I lived in these HUD subsidized apartments that we qualified for because we, we were whatever, 18, 19. And it was pretty, it was such a sweet deal. It was in Aurora, um, which is like the biggest suburb of Denver. And we paid, we had a one bedroom apartment. We paid $230 a month, not each, like total. We paid $230. You shared it with
0: a homeless guy.
1: Yeah. So Keith and I were there. We paid the two hundred thirty. Soon, a homeless guy from our church came and lived with us. And also, Feisch, uh, Mark Denny, who was the bass player for the the Smiley Kids later. He was a kid that grew up in our youth group, and he would just come stay at our house for like weeks because he didn't want to go <laughs> home. And his mom was like somehow she trusted us, but yeah, man. So it was usually three or four of us at that point, but two hundred thirty bucks a month, and and it was nice. Like they were newer apartments; they had been built in maybe the 70s, uh, maybe the 80s, but they had recently been remodeled. And the only thing that sucked is if you didn't drive, you were kind of hosed because they were, it was far from anything. But I think I had a car at the time. And then Keith, you know, Keith had mastered the bus system in Denver. So we lived there. And the way that we did it was, I think we had just mattresses on the floor. (laughs) So Keith had a mattress. I had a mattress. We lived there. Went to school. We were both going to school, downtown Denver. There's a campus called Auraria, which is like three colleges. They share the same campus. And it's it's nice. It's a nice college. It's just not real college because there's no dorms. So everybody commutes. And there's a lot of adults that go there and a lot of very serious people. So you miss out on like, I wonder what it'd be like to prank people. Well, that does not happen at oh. this campus. So Keith went to Metropolitan State College of Denver, and I went to the University of Colorado at Denver.
0: Um, is this where you met Edna? It is
1: where I met Edna.
0: I think you Ed- need to share the story of Edna. <laughs> Edna? What? You told me a story about a woman named Edna that was a cadaver.
1: Oh, hell, That you like? Dude, that's right. <sighs>
0: No, it is not. So,
1: yeah, we got to tell this later. (laughs) We got to save Edna for another time. Yeah. So we would go to college and stuff. We lived in this apartment and then we had a band and we added Scott and Scott. We were like, Scott, we're going to get a house. We need to get a house so we can practice all the time. We want to be good. And uh, in order for Scott to do that, his lease ran out like a month or two before us. Let's say three months. Seems like three months. His lease ran out, but he also had a roommate. So his roommate Cliff came with him. They came and lived in our apartment for three months with the homeless guy who was sometimes there and Feish who was sometimes there. So we built – I don't really know if we built one or two of those things. We went and bought like a 100 bucks of lumber and, and built one of those lofts like where – its it's like a grown-up bunk bed. God knows yeah. what happened to that thing. I think we left it maybe –
0: Oh, of course you did.
1: Because what's your damage deposit on a two hundred thirty dollar apartment? I, 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 I don't, I don't know, but yeah, twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, maybe. And maybe we we're just like, let's just leave this. Maybe the next people want it. So there were yeah. four of us. We lived in this in this one room, and I think Feisch was also in there. I think there were five people in a one bedroom bedroom, and we'd all try and go to sleep, and <laughs> we would just start giggling about stuff. And one of the things we always joked about was band names. So we'd be like Hamster Motivator.
0: <laughs>
1: hamster Motivator would be you'd laugh forever. Nature Bubble. Like somebody would just say something. You'd be almost asleep and somebody would say a band name. And then you'd laugh for another half hour. And then keep <laughs> going. So... We kept floating this stuff out here. And this is long before we thought about Five Iron, but we were like obsessed with the idea of naming bands. And when we finally moved into a a house together, we moved into this crazy house that was like in downtown Denver, seven bedrooms. Was it seven bedrooms? I think it was. Holy cow. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. There were seven of us. Brad and Scott shared a room. Andy had like this glorified closet. Keith and I had a room. Our friend Larry had a room downstairs. Cliff
0: was Larry a real estate investor who made a lot of money.
1: Uh, he wasn't. It would have. Oh. It would have helped a Do you lot. Know what
0: lyric that's from? No. Sir Mix a Lot Posse's oh. on Broadway.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I gotta. I gotta bone up on my Sir Mix a Lot.
0: <laughs> all right, so go back to Larry. So, so Larry had a room. the
1: the uh, yeah I, mean, I don't know we all live there. We were still thinking of band names. And when Five Iron came along, we had this long list, but we had exhausted what was funny. And this is a seriously long time to talk about this. But um, people are always like, what's your name? Your band Five Iron Frenzy. So we shifted roommates. I think Larry moved out and we added, I don't know if we added this dude officially or not. Because he was Micah's best friend from high school. And the, he was, he, I, I think he got kicked out of his house. That summer. So he was living in downtown Denver and we're just like, dude, come on, come just stay at our house. We got space, you know, like there's a couch or whatever. Don't okay. live. I mean, you he guys taking
0: homeless guys, behavior problems, you know, why not? It's like a why halfway not? house. It was.
1: So this dude was like, he was telling us stories about sleeping downtown. He would sleep with his in the day. Cause he didn't want to get jumped. And he'd sleep with his backpack on the front of him so he could sleep and also keep his arms on it and not get robbed. He's telling us this, and we're like, come on, come live with us. So the guy's name was Andy, and we already had an Andy. So our Andy became named, nicknamed Chaka, and this guy became nicknamed Santa because he had a
0: – But nobody um, got Andy.
1: Nobody got Andy.
0: So now, your name's was- Andy. Your name's Andy. There can't be two Andes, so you're going to be no. Chaka and you're going to be Chaka Santa.
1: and you're Santa. So Santa, he was Santa because he didn't shave very well, but mostly because he had a fanny pack and he always had things in it, goodies and pens. He was very good at drawing and he would just pull out pens and pencils and start drawing and we called him Santa. So this is the funny thing about Santa. His name is Andrew Orvidal. O-R-V-E-D-A-H-L. And, it, and you should look him up on Google because he's more famous than Five Iron ever has been. Really? He's like a famous comedian. Like, he was on Last Comic Standing. He's been on The Tonight Show. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. He was a funny guy, just like cynical.
0: And, and he was the one um, who was kicked out of his house. He's the one out who of moved his in with you.
1: Yeah. And he's famous wow. now.
0: And you went to He's school, also Don on
1: Chito. a TV show. He's on a TV show called Those Who Try, which I think is on the True Network. He's It's called yeah, what? It's not it's called What's Those it called? Who Try. Oh. Yeah. He's a big deal. So this guy oh. in his homeless phase one day was wearing a trench coat around and somebody noticed that he was carrying a golf club, which was a thing a st- Piece of a set of golf clubs that I got from my grandmother's basement because my grandma was, or my aunt was teaching me golf. Aunt was a really good golfer. So I'd piece together what was left of just like my uncles and aunts' golf stuff. And I was like, I'm going to try this.
0: Now, guys he, like me, I'm going to cut in here. Guys like uh-huh. me, I'm six foot five. I got to find clubs that are extended. Yeah. Now, you're, you're what? 5'11?
1: I'm
0: 5'12. So you're 5'12 but your mm. arms fully arms, extended make you yeah. like you're like you have like a 71 wingspan. Yeah. So right. do you, do you have to get shorter golf clubs because your arms are longer?
1: I don't care. That's the problem with me. And golf is well, it's fun. It's fun if like it's free and you're just out there dipping around hitting a ball. That's yeah. nice, but once you're like, Hey, I want to try golf. It's really expensive. And the guys yes. who normally do it, are, uh, no offense, because there's probably some, some like average golfing people who are like, I go to the city park and do it. Most of them are dick bags. And so <laughs> I don't true. like that. This like, I don't want to hang out with dick bags. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, the like
0: culture it. culture of golf.
1: Yeah, exactly. So sometimes I'll do it. Sometimes I'll go to the driving range and stuff, but I, at that point I didn't really care anyway. Andrew Orvidal is doing this. And one of us catches him and we're like, dude, what are you doing? And he told us a story. This is part of, I think, why he was kicked out of his parents' house. Just this <laughs> lifestyle. But he, sorry, Andy. He uh, he had he'd been to a party, a high school party, and sold some kids he knew were on drugs, stickers, and told them they were laced with acid. <laughs> Sold it for like 200 bucks and left. Yeah. And he said he thought these guys were after him. And he saw him at this gas station, which was about a block from where Five Iron lived. And he was like, if those guys show up, if they jump me. It's going to be putter mayhem. And Scott looked at the golf club and he goes, don't you mean it's going to be a Five Iron frenzy? And that was it. We were just like, that's the funniest band name. <laughs> so we picked it, and it was funny for a couple weeks. <laughs> and then we're just freaking stuck with it. Like, we're just like, oh, yeah. Who wants to explain what Five Iron Frenzy is for the rest of your life?
0: So Nobody. did you – did was Five Iron Frenzy already going at this time, and you were trying to find a name, or – did that stick? You started Five Iron, and then we're like, oh, we talked about this name. Let's tag it.
1: No, we were already going, and we were just like, well, we have this ska band. And I think we talked about it. It was like our side project at the time for yeah. our other yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Did you have
0: any other names that you were considering?
1: Yeah, I cannot recall any of them right now. Five Iron <laughs> Frenzy was the one that stuck out. So we were just like, that's the funniest.
0: With the yeah. insiders, we we did the same thing. We kind of went like a, a week or so, we're trying to think of like different names. and so for me, I always get inspiration from movies or like things that i I see, you know, yeah, I and mean, I guess that's everybody, right? I just explain pretty much every way you get inspiration. Sometimes and so you' feel I it. had been drawing like I, I enjoy yes, yes. And so I had been cartooning, and I uh-huh. drew a picture of this like chef. And it was like a chef with like a big butcher knife, but it was like funny. It wasn't like horror type. So like this guy, he kind of had a chef's hat, kind of had like the Popeye type face. And then his arm is in front of him and he's got like a big, like one of those square looking butcher knives. And I put him in a cleaver and then in the circle, a cleaver, that's exactly what it was a cleaver. And, uh, I put chefs of chaos around it. This is like an age
1: you you and you basically invented juggalos.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so at age 17 or 18, whatever I was. So I take this to the band and I'm like, Hey, I think we should call ourselves the chefs of chaos. Because I think there's a lot we can do with this. We're cooking a up lot. trouble. We're cooking up trouble, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so So I'm thinking like there's a lot that can be done. That was shot down immediately, and that has always been kind of thought of as like, dude, we almost named ourselves the chefs of chaos. That would have been awful. And then the <laughs> way we the way we actually got our our name was We're sitting in church one morning and we would all sit together, all went to the same church and Nate, our drummer and kind of like our band leader is like sitting there. We're all like screwing around. Like, you know, here I am like 18 years old and our guitarist at the time was 15 and we were like, we were seniors in high school or we had just graduated and he was like a sophomore. Jeez. Yeah. And so his name is Caleb. So like, we're like screwing around in church. I remember, this is not Kyle. This is okay. the guitar player that Kyle replaced. So our original guitar player's name is Caleb Ford. And uh, I think he has some stuff out on iTunes. He did an amazing reggae CD uh, a few cool. years ago. Fantastic stuff. Did it with Bob Marley's guitarist. What's that guy's name? What? Yeah, Marley's guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a ridiculous good like reggae guitar player, all that stuff. His older brother, Josh, is known in Detroit as Motor City Josh. And he's this like white blues singer that like packs out clubs and stuff like that for singing, you know, and stuff. So Caleb and I were kind of screwing around at church and Nate was actually paying attention. And the verse that they were talking about was like from second Corinthians five, I think verse, I want to say like verse 11. I, I, I forget what it is now or uh, or Second Corinthians four two, I think that's what it was. Second Corinthians four two, and basically to summarize it, it said if we uh, if we hold the secret of Christ within us, we need to share it with outsiders, and we mm-hmm. need to let them know. And so Nate turns to me and he's like, "Hey, if we're sharing same way with our band, like if we're sharing the gospel with outsiders." That makes us insiders. And then because of the that's times cool, and the idiots that we were, we were like, let's spell it with a Y and a Z to make it seem like thuggish. And so that's how we came up with the insiders. We were like, yeah, I think that fits. So like for us, it wasn't any, you know, big, you know, again, we kind of went through a week of, of trying to figure out band names and and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, we settled with the insiders. and We were like, you know what? I think that fits. So we went with that. And, yeah. That's, that seemed to do all right for us
1: it's the worst thing like if you name your kid unless you name them something totally stupid you're just like ah that is that person
0: yeah
1: and and that that name becomes what that you know what that kid you know like it be it, it becomes that kid
0: yeah
1: the, their soul is in that name
0: yeah it's no matter how
1: dumb the name is you're just like that's That's what that person is and it justifies it. But a band is so different because you're, you, you are just like, whatever. You're usually 18, you're young and, and you just think this is cool and it's not. Exactly. How many cool band names are there? I mean, there's usually, yeah. Is it though? Like ACDC.
0: Insane Clown Posse.
1: Insane Clown Posse is probably the best band name. There's some really good band names like Kitchens of Distinction and suddenly Tammy. But have you heard those oh. bands? No. No. You've heard Weezer, no. which is a stupid name.
0: Yeah. Suicide Machines. That's a good name.
1: But originally they were Jack name. Kevorkian in the Suicide Machines.
0: Yeah. They used to play Detroit. And it was when Kev- Dr. Kevorkian was at the peak of like assisting people with suicide. And yeah. so they would play a show and it would say Jack Kevorkian in the suicide machines and like news, like the news would show up that's and protesters so... would show up because they thought Jack Kevorkian oh was going to be doing like a, an open mic or something like that with his suicide machines. And so and they, then they had
1: to change it.
0: Yeah. They got like a, a like a cease and, cease and desist a letter, you know, whatever that's called. And uh, yeah, then they just, they dropped the Jack Kevorkian went with suicide machines. <sighs> But I always Uh, thought that was the best band name.
1: Dude, when I, I was in the band Roper, which Five Minute Walk decided would make advertising cheaper. They're just like, just name it after yourself. And I wanted to name it Ninja Force 5000. So we named it Roper, and I hated it so much. There's another band, like that Scottish death metal band called Roper, and I wrote their label anonymously and was like, hey, this band is ripping you guys off. You you should sue them
0: (laughs) to see...
1: If somehow they would do it and we could change our name, like be forced to, I hated it so oh, much. That's
0: hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Now, how did you guys settle on the logo? Like
1: for five iron?
0: Yeah. What, 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 how did that finally hit? Cause you guys have a logo, like the insiders. We, we kind of did like the logo every album, like we kind of switched what we did. We still do We didn't have one that like went all the way. Whereas you guys, when I think five iron, I think the like four slashes with the, with the fifth through it.
1: Yeah. That's the only thing, but no version of that has sustained. So like, I, I remember I was an art minor and Scott, Scott went to school for graphic design. So he and I were keyed into that. And and we just said, you know, it'd be a cool logo is just like a hash mark, like that tally mark thing that just says five, that'll be our logo. And for me, I've always been like arguing the point of look at Nike, you know, nobody was just like, let's make this little hook swooshy thing, you know, that'll sell our shoes. But somebody designed that and they, they were like, they kept it and, and people identify that brand because of that. Um, like good, good brands do that. And to me, I was like, let's figure this out and and stick with it. But the guys in the band were a democracy. So they're always like, ah, it, all it takes is four people, (laughs) four people have to be, I don't care or I don't like it. And then it's changed. (laughs) And I mean, we have kept that basic thing that we're, we do that tally mark thing. Thing, but it's gone through so many different redesigns. Yeah. Finally, like when we reformed, I, 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 we talked to like we had this friend that was a designer, and we had him design a really cool version of it. And and I'm like talking to the band, let's keep this one, let's make this be our thing. It's very like it's a really cool version of it. Let's use it, and that lasted about a month. Oh, seriously? They they shifted to something else. So whatever yeah it's fun
0: our stuff had gone like again every album was about the same but our one that launched the biggest was our fight of my life yeah Um, we for the fight of my life album we kind of went with like the godfather theme and so we had the insiders written like the godfather and then like the marionette it was parker from the aquabats so the guy who was the mad scientist for the aquabats yeah he did most of our merch
1: jeez dude
0: yeah, so he he drew our merch. So he did that Insiders logo that looked like the Godfather, and then the marionette was like this. We always debated whether it was a cat or whether it was a monkey. Yeah. And so nobody – we just called it the cat monkey. <laughs> uh, I don't know why he did that. I don't know what he heard in our sound or thought of the Insiders where he, he did this like cat monkey thing. I was they need a cat but, monkey. But that shirt – um, so nothing really like stood out as far as like a logo or whatever for the insiders. But that yeah. shirt we put out, it was a, it was an orange shirt. It was kind of that time in the 90s where orange shirts like the Supertones did like an orange shirt that said Supertones written kind of like sun-kissed. Yes. That sold really good. I think you guys had an I orange shirt. I think they ripped
1: you guys off.
0: Yeah. No, well, they went first. Theirs came out first. Yeah. But I think you got. You're right. I was trying to be nice because we bagged on last time, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold back.
1: I don't feel like they
0: ripped us off, and so we had. So they had an orange shirt. You guys had, I think, a pretty good selling orange shirt. We had our orange shirt. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, what was it? I remember you guys had a good because I had had
1: one that was like like a a dreamsicle color. It was like a light orange.
0: (laughs) Was it and like a push up. Tell me push ups. <laughs> yeah. I just said that weird. Tell me push ups aren't one of the greatest frozen treats. Truly, have your daughters had a push up?
1: No, man. We, You're we right. An... Of... Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm going to go to I'm the grocery the... store. Get push ups during the frozen
0: treat section.
1: I'm going to do it. You got this em. is what's. We should... we need to do a uh, whole uh, episode on parenting. Yeah, you do. I am the I am the bad parent. I'm not bad. I'm not a bad parent. I'm the mean guy. I have to. I'm the one have that ever... feels everything and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to affect their psyche later." And then I no. set rules. I'm like, "You're going to get no. diabetes. Don't do this." No.
0: Another no good push-ups. one. I'll get back to the logo. I'll get back to the Godfather logo. Another thing you got to do with your kids, you got to introduce them to push-ups. The other thing you got to introduce them to is one night have them come into yeah. the kitchen or the dining room. Don't say anything to them. Tell them to get their bathing suits on. Have them put their bathing suits on and when they come into the kitchen, the t- the dining room table has been removed and all that's there is a tarp. Uh-huh. Tell them to sit on the tarp on their bathing suits. And then for dinner, and you're in your bathing suit too, and then for dinner, you pour a giant pot of spaghetti down on the tarp, and you eat it with your hands. And for Have you dinner, done this? Yes. Joe, you're such a good father. So you throw it down there, and you have the spaghetti, and you have garlic bread, and you just eat everything with your hands. And it's all over your legs and your arms oh, and your man. face and everything like that. Yeah, it's spaghetti animal style. That's what I, you got to do with your kids.
1: My first worry is how do you go back to normal after that? Because my kids will not; they would not stop talking about it ever,
0: Dad. Exactly. Why are we eating at the table again? Why is the (laughs) table back? Why are we
1: crawling around on spaghetti like
0: animals? Where's the tarp, Dad? I already have my tarp picked out for my first apartment. (laughs) (laughs) you know what but then that's the thing like the next day they come home from school or they walk in or whatever and the table's back and you act as though nothing happened and then they think to themselves like what can we do again like they're they're constantly thinking when's the next time we get to eat chili animal style? oh that's a good idea
1: my kids are always gaming me though they're always just trying to extract whatever they can like
0: Oh, you got to live a little. You got to you got to oh. let a little bit of that Roper out. Sometimes right. you have to let the dad turn down. So anyway, back I to- could do that.
1: Okay. I could do that more. Do it. Except the it. person that I am betrothed to <laughs> tends to mix it. Tends to be the fun person all the time. Like just like what do you oh, want?
0: but candy for style. breakfast?
1: Yeah, let's do it. And then so I end up being like, "Hey, we need some boundaries." We have to do this. No, and, oh, no. Okay. Then you
0: know what you do, Reese. Then you go uh, up and above. You go beyond. Uh, if she's doing candy, if she's doing candy for breakfast, you're doing animal style spaghetti for dinner.
1: We're doing it. Okay, fine. Do it animal style. It's happening.
0: So back to the inside. So we. Yeah, we I'll do it shirt. when
1: she's gone. I'll do it the night she's gone, and then. Yeah, that's another.
0: Put. That's another angle. That's my favorite. You cut you cut your spouse out at the knees. That's always that's solid solid marriage relationship stuff. Advice, yeah. You know, if you want to be doing that twenty five years of marriage, you cut them down at the knees.
1: (laughs) That's how you keep keep it alive.
0: Yeah, divorce twice because I do animal style chili with my kids. But back to the t shirt. So back to the t shirt. Our best logo ever. So Godfather logo. It was cool. We put on an orange t shirt. Um, we end up we did a song with a rap group called K2S. So K2S, they contacted us, they said, Hey, you know, we love this like ska thing that's going on right now. Hey, they were cool. They were. They're a really nice guy. D yeah. Smooth Donald and Ken, the other guy. Um, Ken?
1: What Ken, kind of rap name is that?
0: I don't know. It was yeah, it was D Smooth and Ken. Ken, and, why uh,
1: don't you become one of our Patreons and, and yeah, for yeah. your reward? We'll come up with a really good rap name for you,
0: right? Like, <laughs> we'll just call him Kenny Rap, Kenny Rap, Kenny Rap.
1: <laughs> that sounds like two white white middle aged <laughs> men
0: came up with. Just it. thought of a name, Kenny Rap. Well, have you Joe, heard the names of of rappers nowadays? Uh ah, dude, they all sound like white guys came up with
1: their Lil. Names. Let's
0: Everything's just put Lil
1: in front of something.
0: Yeah. Lil. You want to talk about people regretting their names. Like here in Detroit, Kid Rock is from Detroit. And yeah. he always says he hates that he used the name Kid Rock cuz he's yeah. like now I'm 50 years old and it's like Kid Rock. People be like what's up my- kid? Yeah, exactly. So he's like, dude, I'm 50. Like you don't need like kid is just stupid. So he's like you got to think names through.
1: What about the guy in his band, Uncle Cracker? Yeah. I think he I think he yeah. named that guy so he'd feel better about himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. dude,
0: hey. If I'm Kid Rock, you got to be it. Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. And then Uncle well, Cracker went country. Yeah. Yeah. And he did put out <laughs> some good stuff. He I did. think he makes more like producing and stuff than he actually does singing. So Man,
1: we, how cool would it be to have your album produced by Uncle Cracker?
0: Mhm. It's got to be good. That. He has an ear for it, man. So, we take this orange shirt. I'm going to try and get through this story. Jameson's hitting me. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you're good. That's what people tune in for. I don't care. You can interrupt me a hundred times. It's just going to take this thing longer, right? All right.
1: So, while I'm interrupting you, (laughs) I want to thank you for not uh, talking about the scab
0: on my nose. I was... Thinking about asking you, and then I didn't want to ask you.
1: <laughs> Let's save it for the Patreon.
0: Oh, so right now this the Patreon so has the scab and they have Edna. Edna. Both. Edna is well worth, you guys, it's well worth the five dollar level of, you know, of subscriber. It's worth the fifty. Know, it is a fantastic. It's a fantastic I, story, but I was
1: just talking to my good friend Sally Struthers and uh, one thing that she pointed out Sally is that Struthers. a $5 Patreon subscription is less than a cup of coffee a day. And you could it is. probably feed it is. some kids for that. Or hear about my scab on my nose.
0: Exactly. So it's up to you. I don't know. Pray exactly. about it. And- <laughs> so the shirt. So what happens with the shirt is we, yeah. we print insiders on it. It's the orange shirt. K2S. I had that do- shirt, by the way. Oh, it was... It, well, I, I'll get to why we, uh, most people did have it. So it was called, it was our, it, you know, whatever our Godfather shirt, K2S asked us to do a song with them and they're yeah. like, what do you want for payment? So we told them, Hey, for payment, how about you put us up in a beach house in Newport beach, put us up in a beach house for like two weeks and we're we're gonna have a band retreat. So yeah. for, for a week you told we'll,
1: their label this.
0: Yes, we told their label this.
1: Not them. So we they're were just like, like, I don't have a beach yeah, house. Yeah, exactly.
0: They're like, oh, the insiders doing this song with us. Little did they know we like strong armed them into a beach house. So for a week we record this song, w- which ended up it was called Common Ground. If you want to look that up on iTunes, uh, it's called common ground. We did with K2S and then, and it came out on their album. And so for a week we recorded and then for a week we did like a band retreat at this beach house. And literally when I say beach house, you, you opened the sliding glass door and you were on Newport beach. Like you had your own private beach, the ocean, you were 60 feet from the ocean. You know, there's probably 60 feet, hundred feet of beach. And then you were right there in the ocean. Well, our neighbor in the house next door, that's what a neighbor is, was NBA superstar. And we're from Detroit, previous Detroit Piston, Dennis Rodman. Are you kidding? Yeah. So Dennis Rodman lived in the house next door to us. Jeez. And so one of the guys saw him and was like, dude, I think Dennis Rodman lives next door. So we saw, we would see like this dude it ended up, we saw him a few times and Dennis Rodman had this, he was playing for the LA Lakers at the time. Yeah. And he had this babysitter with him. And the guy was like a short, chubby white guy, uh, youth pastor, hair, mustache. And he was this like, this was
1: the babysitter.
0: This was like the babysitter. This was like Dennis, yeah, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. This was like Dennis Rodman's babysitter. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Rodman didn't look like the way I just described. And so like not anywhere close to that. He
1: could, though. That guy changes shapes.
0: Yeah, he he could on a good weekend. Yeah, okay. Or a bad weekend. And so this guy basically, like Dennis Rodman would leave his house and the guy would be like, Dennis, lock the door. And Dennis would be like, I did. He's like, Dennis, lock the door. I did, man. Come on, let's go. I did. And he'd be like, Dennis, lock your door. And Dennis Rodman would be like, okay. And like come back and like lock his door. Like this guy was like his babysitter, told him what to do. Oh, he was Dennis, Dennis
1: Rodman's babysitter, not the babysitter of Dennis Rodman's kids.
0: Correct. He was Dennis what? Rodman's babysitter. And so I, I, see I him need outside. that, but
1: a hot lady. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's on the market.
0: <laughs> correct. And so uh one night or one afternoon, I'm out there and his babysitter like comes out and is like talking on his cell phone. Well, he stops, and I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "What's up?" He's like, "Hey, did you guys just move in next door?" I was like, "No, we're just renting it. We're a band." And I go, "Hey, uh, does Dennis Robin live there?" The guy's like, "Yeah." I said, "If I give you a T-shirt and a CD, would you give a T-shirt and a CD to Dennis?" And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely." So I ran in the house. I got one of those orange Godfather. I got two orange Godfather T-shirts. I gave one to the guy and a CD and I said, here's one for Dennis and a CD. So a couple of days go by and uh, it's the night before we're flying back. We've had our retreat. We've done all that. We're going to be flying back to Detroit. And it's like our our flight left at 7 a.m. out of California, something like that. And it's three in the morning and two in the morning maybe. And we hear like I wake up because like the house is shaking. I look out and I see there's a big huge party going on at Dennis Rodman's house. Oh, so, I
1: thought it was an earthquake.
0: So my my roommate was Bram, our trumpet player. Yeah. So I'm like, Bram, dude. You know, there's a party going on next door. We're looking. We see Dennis Rodman dancing. We're like, oh my gosh, it's Dennis Rodman. He's also supposedly, allegedly married to Carmen Electra at this time. Yeah. So we're like watching him and we can't see real good. So we go into the living room where there's the big ceiling to floor blinds like the the straight like shades yes. and so we peek through them and all of a sudden dennis robin comes over towards us and we like step back we're like oh my gosh he caught us like you know spying on him we hear a pounding at the back door dude. on the sliding glass door and we're like oh my gosh like he we're we're getting whooped pounds on it pounds on it and bram's like dude you gotta answer it so i answer the door i open it and i'm like hey what's up and it's Dennis Rodman. He's like, "What you guys doing?" And we're like, "Oh, we're we're sleeping." He's like, "No, you guys are that you guys are that ska band." He goes, "You guys are that band." And we're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Man, come over, grab your instruments, come over, play my party." What? And we're Did like, "Did you we, have your instruments
1: with you?" No, they
0: were they were like already loaded to go to the <sighs> airport. Ah, and so we're like, "Dude, we, we don't have our instruments. Like, they're at the recording studio. They're getting shipped back to Detroit." He's like, "You guys are from Detroit? I, I you know I lived in Detroit." We're like, "Yeah, dude, we know. We were Pistons fans." Bad Boys, all that stuff. He's like, come over to my party. And he's like, you know, play. And we're like, we, we can't play, but we'll come over to your party. So a few of us did go over because I'm like, dude, I got to see a Dennis Rodman
1: Yeah, you so, can't turn that down.
0: No. So we go next door. Even if you're the Pope,
1: you're like, we, I got to see what this is about.
0: I got to see what it's about. So I go into his house. Or first he tells me, he's like, come on over. He knew we were a Christian band. He listened to the CD. Did he? like, you guys are at Christian band. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, come on over. He's like, "Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. He's like, there's beer, there's wine. He's like, there's no hard drugs, but there's weed and cocaine if you want that. Cocaine (laughs) is a light drug. But but weed and – Yeah. According to Dennis Robin. Yeah. Yeah. So we go over to his house and I'm like, dude, I got to like walk through his house. I got to see like what kind of spread he's got going on. So I walk into his kitchen expecting it's Dennis Robin. Like I'm expecting some nice spread – for a party. Yeah. He's got like 3 bags of like Lay's potato chips open just sitting on the counter. He's got a big pot of boiling water on the stove with <laughs> like with like two bloated hot dogs just rolling around in the boiled water. Yeah. That was it. That was all the food he had. So that is had- incredible. Yeah. So then he had like a ton of like, uh, like obviously like liquor was just flowing, all that stuff. So we go outside, we're all standing around. So long story short, he tries to get us to do shots because of the rules that we had of the insiders. Nobody was drinking. So we're like, no, we're good. He's like, no, you're going to do shots. And we're like, no, we're not. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You know, you can have mine. Like all the nice things that you say to say no uh-huh. to drugs and alcohol. Yes. He wasn't taking it. So he goes up to Bram and he starts poking Bram in the chest. And he's like, you're going to drink this. So, dude, you drink it. Come on. No, listen, at this point, it's, wow. it's principle. So I step between him and Bram and I go, look, we're not drinking this. You invited us over. You've said multiple times throughout the night that this is all about love. It's all about unity. We don't want to drink. If that like if you don't want that, we can go home. Like we can go back and go to bed. No hard feelings, man. And
1: you're bigger than him.
0: Yeah. He I was I mean, he's he's probably You're like, taller
1: than Dennis Rodman.
0: <laughs> I wish. I wish you he's, weren't? No, 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 no. Dennis I'm six five. Dennis Rodman's probably like six nine. Okay. Like I didn't know six he was that eight. tall. Yeah, six, eight, I think, something there.
1: You were bigger, though. Like, you're a big dude.
0: I'm a big dude, but, like, he's cut. He's Dennis Rodman. He's cut. All right. So I'm like, this is it, dude. So he's getting angry. I'm like, I'm going to have to fight Dennis Rodman. I'm going to have to fight him. And so he's like. <laughs> this
1: is, this is like, typical, uh, like, Protestant evangelical <laughs> yeah. culture. Yeah. Like, it's okay to fight somebody, but not okay to take a shot.
0: Right. Like friendship. (laughs) Screw that. (laughs) Right. Screw that. Oh, that's so funny. I've never thought of it that way. i never thought of it that way.
1: Let's, let's go to like, let's, let's go to blows over this. Yes.
0: So he's like in my face, he's like, Oh, you guys are Christian band. You think you're better than me? And he pulls my goatee. He's like, he goes, you think Jesus had a goatee? And I go, well, he had a full beard. And he didn't like that answer. So then he was like, I don't know why he said this, but he goes, you think you had, you think Jesus had a goatee? I go, well, he had a full beard. He goes, oh, you think Jesus surfed? And I go, again, my wit that was going to get my ass beat that night. I go, well, he walked on water, which I think is cooler. <laughs> so, that, so he's now infuriated. At which point, at which point he goes, do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm stupid? And he's right in my face. We're like nose to nose. He goes, do you think I'm stupid? And I said, no, I don't think you're stupid. I read your book because he had come out with a book like a year or two earlier. Yeah. And uh, I said, and you had no, read I read it. your Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think you're stupid. I read your book. And somebody at the party, I don't know who it was. Somebody at the party goes, There's one person that did. And so Dennis Rodman like looks at whoever like said that. And like it made him giggle. Like it kind of made him laugh. Yeah. And then, like, Dennis, like, you could cut the tension with the knife. And then Rodman was like, Come here, man. He gives me this big hug. And like the hug went for like five seconds. And then, like, I kind of relaxed, like, to let go of the hug. But he kept hugging me. Dude. So I just kept hugging him and we did like a 40 second embrace. And then he's like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, man. It's all about the love here. It's all about the love. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. And he's like, all right, we're doing shots. Get the shot in. (laughs) And like the whole thing started again. And I was like, that's it. It started again. It started again. He's like, we're doing shots. And we're like, okay, all right, well, we're going to leave. Thanks for inviting us. And then we left. So here's the deal with that shirt. That's the big buildup. So uh, a few months go by, and we're back in California again, and we're recording yeah. a couple of songs for, I want to say, Schalleluja 2. Mm-hmm. And we're in the studio recording, and my mom calls me again. She She's here in Detroit. We're in California. She calls me. She's like, Joe, there's going to be like a, a 2020 episode that I just watched. It's Dennis Rodman like getting interviewed by Diane Sawyer. She's like, you got to watch it. So, because of the time difference, a couple hours go by and it's now on in California. So we watch it. I'm like, hey guys, my mom says we got to watch it. So we she told it on. you
1: to watch it because she knew the story. She.
0: she- she had watched the Dennis Rodman interview and something caught her eye. So So we turn it on and we're watching it. This is going. Yeah. So she's Diane Sawyer's interviewing, interviewing Rodman. He's crying. He's doing all that stuff. talking about his crazy childhood and all that stuff. Well then in between, like as they go to commercial and they come back from commercials, they show like B-roll and the B-roll of Rodman is like him driving around Newport beach on his like Harley. And he's wearing our shirt. So he's driving around wearing this orange shirt that says like insiders and the next day, like after that aired, my mom used to do our merch out of our house yeah. when we when we were on tour. We could not keep that shirt in. We ended up calling it the Rodman shirt. We got more sales on that shirt. Like when they talk about sponsors and stuff and you're yeah. like, oh, who really buys these products just because just because this guy or just because that guy like promotes it? I think I bought my first house on the sale of the, just the Dennis Rodman shirts. Dude. We sold so many of those shirts. So this whole story coming around is because we were talking logos. We never had like a logo that stuck with us throughout our entire career. But the biggest logo that we had was like that Rodman one. Like everyone kind of remembers that. For that, sure. That shirt was that, – that shirt, that logo was huge. And and Rodman kind of put it out there for us. Amazing. So All right, the, so – yeah, we should on.
1: probably uh, we should probably call it uh, an end to tonight, but yeah. we will continue on the second half for yeah. the Patreon. So tell these people. tell
0: these guys what you're talking about if they don't know.
1: So one, Joe and I don't know what we're doing. Joe does. He has a podcast. I've been on podcasts, and when I listen to them, I I'm always embarrassed because I am not very articulate and I say like and um a lot oh dude that's so, all I
0: say is like if yeah if, you if sound people good, though, listen, and you're funny if people who listen played a drinking game and drank every time I said like hammered within three minutes hammered but continue
1: it's hammer time yeah so we're trying to figure this out and we're just basing this off of some advice people have given us and what we think podcasting is, which is people talking on microphones. We upgraded our microphones this week. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, I went to Target. I found a microphone for 30 bucks. Joe went all in. and all in. uh All in. Some, somehow we, we have to pay for this. I don't want you to do this out of guilt. Like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like it's like an altar call, fine. like an offering for like missionaries. Right.
1: Every head bowed, all eyes closed. Every eyes closed. How did how does that go?
0: <laughs> You're, every head bow, eyes closed.
1: Eyes closed. No, we we just uh, we want there to be some way for Joe and I to maybe do this for a living. Or at least us pay for our microphones. I don't have a job right now, so this seems very, like, very enticing to me. <laughs> so so we put this out. We have a Patreon. It's Pickle and Boot Shop. Uh, if you go on Patreon, you can just search it out. Someday we'll have a, a website, um, and that'll be on there. We have a Twitter, PB, capital PB Shop. It's at PB Shop, and you can tweet us on that.
0: We're Is it shop S H O P
1: S H O P. Because if you add an extra P E, uh, that's, you get taxed on that. So I didn't oh, want to okay. do that. Yeah. I just made that up. I oh. don't know why.
0: Okay. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, so I believe you cause you're yeah. a believable guy.
1: Thank you, Joe. But if you like this and you want to support us, then do our Patreon. If you like it and you want to listen to it, it's free. Subscribe, like it. That's fine. Do the little thing where you give us stars and a review. That's great. We really appreciate that. This is our third podcast. We're going to try and get better. And if you believe in what we're doing, you want to support it, you can do a Patreon. And then we're trying to just, because Joe and I like talking, we'll put the second half as free for our Patreons. Today is Tuesday, uh, March 30th, and this podcast launches... On Thursday, we decided because it was April 1st, it was a good day, and now we're locked into doing podcasts that release every Thursday. So how cool is that? So we have yeah. so you podcasts guys, that comes out now, every Thursday. Yeah. If you subscribe to it, it'll come out every Thursday. If you are one of our five Patreons that exist in the world right now, you got it today at 1028 AM. Uh, you got our first Boom. episode. And, and you then,
0: try and figure out the significance of 1028. I don't know.
1: Is this what Patreon put up? I mean, that'll you, be on the Patreon. We'll talk out, about
0: it. You have to figure out what 3-30-2021-1028 represents. Yes the listener and if they can figure it out sky's the limit
1: sky's the limit people free patreon yeah anyway there's a bunch of different levels you can get stuff from us and it's a bunch of goofy stuff if you feel like supporting us then do that if not it is free and we just like talking to each other and talking about old stories of our bands and hopefully we'll interview people and we'll have future stories and we'll be funny and uh, I'll have more mustaches, Yeah, all kinds of good things.
0: And j- just to clarify, you guys, we're going to give you on iTunes or Spotify or, or Buzzsprout, there's going to be a free hour of content every week, a free hour of content. And yeah. for those of you that sponsor through Patreon, you're going to get an additional 30 minutes to an hour of additional stuff. Even today, we talk about, we still have Edna to talk about. We have, let's the- go your nose like, scab yeah okay, so that's probably going to be the whole next hour is talking about the nose scab and, and edna so uh we're going to bring this to an end right now but if you're a patreon subscriber you've already gotten this a date early than everybody else it, it was sent to you in your email and you're just going to keep listening, and so uh, you're going to get a whole another half hour to hour of, of more stories and and us talking about stuff. So, you guys, free listeners, thank you so much. Continue to support us, and and here's a, here's a big thing that I do want to say, you guys. You know how all this stuff works. It works with algorithms, and it works with all that. If you're not going to be a Patreon, and that is totally okay. If you just want the hour free, totally fine. Please give us a thumbs up. Please review us. Because uh iTunes and Spotify, things like that, it doesn't matter. Like you could say we suck, but as long as you're putting words on and you're taking that time to do so, it works with the algorithm. And so if you can at least leave a review, you know what, if five bucks a month is too much or even a, a dollar a year is too much, you can't afford it. Believe me, I understand these are tough times, COVID out of work all that stuff i get it i get it but please take the time to at least just do a review give us a thumbs up or give us a thumbs down and give a review that helps us out a lot so you free listeners thank you very much but from this point forward i don't think you're gonna hear anything because this is gonna be all patreon boot time pickle and boot
1: time don't Don't get get your pickles out Pop a nickel in your boots Not a place on their refuse. Bring your grandma and your kids Come for the pickles, pickles. Stay, for the pickles. For the stay for the squids Pickle and stay for the squids Yeah! yeah. 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 Pickle time! Oh, put that yeah. pickle, pickle. On, put pickle, pickle in your hands in Put some boots inside your hands Put that pickle in your hands Get
0: some boots inside your hands For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com